Let's go. Football cards, collecting and investing. His name is Sick Andy. My name is Carter. We're going to be chatting everything from our national experience this past weekend. As you can see, Andy is indeed overcoming uh, an illness from touching all these cards over the weekend. It's actually pretty common uh, after a show. A little bit later, we're going to talk about our personal uh, takeaways from the national and our personal uh, things that we traded and all that stuff. We did a lot of content while we were there. But Andy, it's good to see you powering through this, my man. Good to see you. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. No, I'm here, man. I, I am. Uh, I'm excited to talk about takeaways from the national and talk about all the training camp hype. I'll tell you what, they, the, the, the nationals timed great for younger people that are on like summer break from school but man we're just getting to the the heat of training camp hype with the hall of fame game this week i feel like i've got a lot of catch-up to do and then i caught a, i did catch a nasty virus on on the on the way home or maybe on the way there or something but i came down with it on the way home i'm i'm hanging in there carter i'm powering through man yeah, uh, I, it could hit me here in a few days because uh, you and I were there uh, pretty much the entire weekend when we were there. So obviously it was kind of weird. I met a billionaire, uh, the guy that actually owns Fanatics. Uh, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But just briefly, Andy, what was the one takeaway for our viewers that weren't able to go to the National that you would like to share with them just right off the jump here? It's it's wild, man. It is wild. There is a ton of people there, and uh, you you probably really are better off getting there uh, like or like Wednesday, <laughs> like Wednesday Thursday, uh, just because of how many people there on uh, Friday Saturday, and uh, and it's not that it's not really organized that well, Carter. Oh, hot take. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, so they had the autograph section and where you take the pictures with the pros section, yeah, yeah, the yeah. TriStar section. That was well organized, but then you have like, um, you have, like, you just had like so many different, I would like to see it, okay, here's vintage, here's, mo here's modern, here's the sealed wax, here's the Pokemon, like have everything a little bit uh, better organized so you could get to the tables right. that you wanted to get to. I'll I'll share my big takeaway a little bit later, but what I want to talk about is something actionable for people that are watching this and weren't able to go to the show. And this was your major takeaway, Andy, and you kept saying this over and over to me because you saw me you know, going through this with every dealer. There is a big difference with an eBay card and an in-person card. Explain what you mean by that, Andy. Yeah, man, that that was eye opening. I, I think I said that a few times during the uh, during the trip is because I, I there was a bunch of tables that I went up to and I was showing them some of the stuff that I bought or some of the cards that I brought and they only wanted RPAs of well-known quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and that was and that and that's it. And if it wasn't a rare RPA, it needed to be a kaboom, a downtown, a gold prism. I mean. The show cards are ultra rare RPAs or these right. these ultra rare case hits, and it's almost primarily quarterbacks. You could definitely throw Justin Jefferson in that category as well. But that was uh that was a eye opening eye opening thing. Yeah, and 
that's what I went through as well, because you and I aren't those types of collectors. We don't just to a hunt, burrow hunt, Herbert hunt. You guys know the guys, right? Uh, it's not really our game. You know, the $50,000 RPA patches that weren't worn by anybody. That's just not really what we do, but that's what people covet. I will also say this, and this is me just taking my LSU glasses off. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson were really hot. They, I, I watched a 16-year-old kid make a $6,000 Justin Jefferson deal right in front of my face, um, and it was absolutely absurd. Uh, those two really moved the needle. Uh, I saw some of the biggest Jamar Chase cards I've ever seen in my life. So those guys have kind of transcended their own position, if you will, but outside of those two, it is mostly quarterbacks. Um, and gold number to 10. Okay, I made the biggest flip of my life with a gold number to 10 card with someone who was good, but not like not a Hall of Famer. So that's what people want. They love that stuff. They love gold number to 10 and high end quarterbacks. And obviously one of ones. I think most of you uh, know that. And whether it was a young collector or an older collector, Andy, they only want prism panini licensed stuff. I am a big leaf collector. It's very affordable stuff. I've had a lot of people send me uh, leaf stuff, uh, fans of the channel that know I collected. I give it out, obviously a good bit of it. Um, people do not want leaf cards. They just don't. Um, and, and I love leaf. And I talked to leaf this morning, in fact. Uh, it, it's just what I experience, right? Oh, I, I, I like this card, but it's leaf. Or I like this card, and but it's not a National Treasures Drew Brees one-of-one one patch. And I did move my Drew Brees one-of-one one card, one of my favorites. It was, you know, just too much money for me to not say no to. But, you know, it's it's one of those things, Andy, there's a big difference because those cards still go for something on eBay if you 99 cent it or if you buy it now at an affordable price. But dealers, Andy, they only want a certain kind of card, and I think you know what those cards are. Yeah, yeah, those are the, the cards. And that's why you did so well, man. You had some super special cards that are almost impossible to find, and the dealers cannot look away. And And they'll pay on a card like that. They'll they'll pay you pretty much close to comps. But if you have anything that's any type of normalcy to it, they're only going to give you 60 to 70% of comps right. if if buy it from you at all. Um, and and then the, I think the the last major takeaway for me is just the the lack of like um, uh, skill position players like fantasy football uh, yeah. players yeah i mean uh, like half the the dealers at the show don't even know who jerome ford is probably uh right. but um but yeah there's just not there there's there was not you, you you had to dig really hard to find like decent uh rookie ticket autos actually made some of my best deals at trade night uh, from some of the young guys there that had some decent stuff. Uh, yeah. And I mean, man, just dug wide and far for uh, wide receiver running back cards that were decent. And uh, it they were hard to find. Say hi to Brad Nolan in here. One of our longtime friends. We hung out with them for a good bit over the weekend. Brad, what was your biggest takeaway? And even if you didn't go to the show, what was your biggest takeaway from the national? Um one final thing, and then we'll get into some current news, and then we'll get back in to the national, some of our own personal experiences. 
kids love football. That is that was the most inspirational thing uh, for me. Now, Andy, I honestly don't know how much of this was actually on your stream. What was it? Uh, Saturday night. But my biggest deal in trade happened with a, a, a kid. Right. And normally it was a ninth grader. When I'm making a trade or a deal with a kid, I always make sure everything is squared away, right? Because I see dealers, you know, take advantage of kids not knowing as much. But this, obviously, this kid Liam knew a lot, right? He he, he knew a ton about football cards, and we made what ended up being a very fair deal that we both felt we loved. And kids love Panini; they love colored Panini cards. They really do. And uh, and that was something that I learned because I traded some of my Leaf stuff in to some Drake London stuff, some Chris Olave stuff, and then moved those to get that card. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But the truth is, the kids, um, the kids really, really, really do love football cards. Would you agree with that, Andy? Because we just saw kids at trade right. nights just all over, and most of the stuff they had was was football and uh, semi modern NBA and Jordan. Yeah, no, you're you're right, man. Football was definitely, I think, the most prevalent, especially amongst all the young kids at trade night and all the little trade circles going around right outside the entrance of the national. Um, they were, and these were serious uh, collectors too. I mean, there was big deals between teenage kids, like. Liam, that's a big ninth grader, man. I didn't even realize that he was only in ninth grade. Right, no, no, he was taller than me. <laughs> Wait, but him. he he had a serious. He had some serious cards. I ended up making a deal with him. I gave him all the hits from that. We did catch all that on stream. But you're right, Carter. I saw more football between the two trade nights and all the young kids, and they did have some wide receiver and running back cards as well on some pretty serious collections. Um, and, and then, yeah, you're right. It was a combination of basketball and baseball, very, very little soccer. And I mean, a couple kids had some Pokemon cards, but that, that was it. Yeah. And shout out to, there he is right there. Really good kid. And I also want to shout out, um, one of our loyal viewers, Oren, man, Andy, I, I did not expect this. Now I, our show is not huge. It's not. Um, but obviously it's growing your channels growing. I'm a small piece of it. Um, how many people reached out and, and, and said, Hey, can we, can we meet up with you? It happened uh, a few times. And Orrin was one of those guys. Anthony was one of those guys. Uh, we, we got stopped, you know, at the sports card investor booth. We really appreciate each and every one of you that did it right. We're, we're obviously not card collector to anyone that big, but we really do appreciate that. And, uh, if we couldn't, you know, we, I had a, I think one person we weren't able to meet up with. I apologize. We're going to make, you know, more meetups, uh, a little bit more prevalent down the road. Let, let's put Brad Nolan's, uh, comment up really quickly and then we'll get into some current stuff here. Uh, cause this kind of ties in with, uh, what we are talking about today. Cause Brad goes to the Chicago, uh, national. He's been to pretty much every one of them. And uh, he said, my biggest takeaway is that Fields cards were overinflated and people just expected super high prices. In fact, I felt most dealers had everything way too high. I bought one card and that's it. Andy, your takeaway uh, to this. Yeah, company. no, uh, for sure. Yeah, I I mean, obviously the hobby is doing fantastic with the number of people there. And then also the prices that all the, the dealers, did. I mean, they 
uh, they were very difficult to deal with and in, in, uh, offering them lower than comps. And a lot of them, in fact, especially on these quarterbacks and on the rare cards of the quarterbacks or even just some uh, base cards. Like I remember absolute PSA 10, Justin Herberts and stuff like that. They just wanted way too much compared to what I could get them for on eBay in an auction. And, this, and uh, Brad hit the nail on the head here with Justin Fields. I mean, he was a prime candidate. Yeah, uh, man, but that was crazy. I mean, I expected to see a lot of Justin Fields, but he is right. The prices uh, on, on those were overrated. We said hi to Rose Ritz. We had to say hi to Jason, Chad, holding it down, Eli, all the um, regulars here. We really, really, really do uh, appreciate that. Now, Andy, uh, before we get back into the natural, we'll do what we normally do during this current portion of the video. Obviously, a Hall of Fame game coming up uh, this week should be uh, pretty interesting. A lot of camp injuries have happened. You had some, you know, obviously smaller ones with like a Tim Patrick, if you will. But obviously, the big story right now, Andy, is Jonathan Taylor holding out, Josh Jacobs holding out and all of that. So what are your biggest takeaways when it comes to football card prices and the latest camp news and notes? Yeah, um, I I did uh, look into the prices a little bit earlier. I mean, I'm still seeing like the first thing I looked at was the the 2023 rookie premier hollows, and those have gone up even more. Uh, wow. Rashi Rice is as an official breakout, uh, and he probably has the highest prices now. His prices are the same as Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs in that card set. Uh, it's it's pretty wild. Um, what his prices have done. He just keeps making play after play in, in training camp with Patrick Mahomes. Um, but it, just generally speaking, I mean, volume is up. Uh, prices are up. Uh, you can see, you know, uh, the the flurry of activity right now on eBay for football cards is is definitely in an upward trend big time. Yeah, and this kind of ties in with what uh, – Chad is pointing out this is why eBay is the place to buy cards. Um, there was a big piece of me this weekend that became actually more pro eBay. Uh, Andy, I kept saying that to you uh, over and over. It was just a point where I just wanted to go in the hotel room and just 99 cent, just get all the stuff I was lugging around out. Um, but yes, uh, that's why you should do safe searches on eBay if you're really targeting something and you get alerts and that's how you know you can rack up snipes that's why you got to be a part of the patreon and discord the link is uh down below uh we tied to filthy who was with us pretty much all weekend filthy ended up being one of my really good friends over the weekend um my rhode island brother um even the little kids were asking for too much or giving too low ball of offers uh yeah uh, i i saw a, a little bit of that and filthy did say you could find deals on skill position players though you know i don't do a whole lot of the like modern skill position flipping that you do andy uh but i i did some of that this weekend and you could get some really good steals uh, i did that this weekend with Alave, london and jamo so yeah i mean you, you could and also you know trade nights were packed but they were a lot of fun uh so uh there you go 
Uh, what's up, Steve? Good to see you. Masai, good to see you. Would you buy Rasheed over Justin Ross? I would because of the draft capital. And then also Rasheed's just got some product out. I don't even know if Justin Ross even has cards right now, Andy. But yeah, what's your takeaway from looking at the Keep Em IO app? Yeah, yeah. So um, just looking at uh, Buy It Now, uh, week of week auction, Buy It Now volume. Um, it's uh, what's what's what you got to keep in mind. This is week over week data. So, uh, and this is a direct result, I think, of the national. Like I mentioned last week, Carter, uh, the the amount of auctions ending last Monday and last week were a lot lower than what I've typically seen the previous three to four weeks. And so this um, this data backs that up. So you can see the week over week uh, auction volume for Herbert Burrow. Hertz, Lawrence, Purdy, and Fields. To uh, look, look how the numbers are just down across the board. Anywhere between thirty percent and fifty percent, man. Um, and that's, I think, a direct correlation with the national. Yeah, I had a bunch of auctions end on Sunday night. I'll never do that again the same week uh, of the national because you know everybody is just there and everyone's just watching there. It just has all the attention. But I I do recommend. Andy, for um, some of these players, uh, especially, you know, some of your base stuff, um, Sunday night, 99 Senate, because, you know, we're starting to get into that hype cycle, right? Um, and look, I know we're all national, this, national, that, but this is actionable advice for everyone, Andy. Very general statement I'll make here. Heavily consider selling a lot of your cards now because, once again, it's that hype cycle. It's a training camp cycle, Andy. Yeah, man, a training camp cycle with the Hall of Fame game this week and uh, preseason. And yeah, man, everybody's zero zero heading into week one and then everything recalibrates. So uh, really hype is is going to be super high now that people are getting back from the national. I'm sure they're going to be getting back to business and they're going to be ramping up their listing of football cards big time. So definitely want to try and beat those guys to the market but at least you know there's so much demand there's so much demand carter that at least if you have your cards listed now and ready to go you're you're setting yourself up for success heading to week one uh, and just taking profits when you when you can for instance this was a player that you should have had listed right now. And that's George Pickens, right? So I just get an alert. Um, and also had a friend text me this video. George Pickens apparently made um, an Odell type of catch in training camp. Guess what? If people saw that highlight, what are they going to do, Andy? They're going to rush to go get something George Pickens related. And that's where, you know, you can eat uh, with, with some buy now because, you know, George Pickens is going to have these highlights and he went to Georgia. He just had a huge profile written uh, about him in the ringer. He's got a big personality. He's interesting. And once again, the brand he's playing for the freaking Steelers that have produced some of the best receivers you'll see. So, you know, one of those things, Andy, I, I would do uh, because there are going to be some more of these training camp kinds of the players that make those types of catches. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Those are those are plays like even Justin Ross. Uh, he does have cards out, um, and it looks like he's going to make the fifty-three man roster. He's probably still incredibly cheap, uh, 
you know, it's it's a play for the preseason, really. Is he gonna is he gonna make an impact during the season with guys like Rice and Sky Moore uh, ahead of him on the depth chart? You know, so um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say, but there's a lot of obscure players that are gonna make plays. I remember last year Carter during the um, during the Hall of Fame game. It was the third string running back on the Raiders that uh, had a big spike in his rookie card values um, from that Hall of Fame game because Josh Jacobs literally got one carry intentionally, and then it was Zamir White, but there was another other guy who's not even like – he's not even a spring chicken. He, he'd been <laughs> around for a little bit. Huh? I can't remember his name. Do you guys remember his name? They The guys probably remember his name. But, um, but yeah, he, he broke out because he was getting a lot of opportunity – uh, he made a couple nice like touchdown runs, and all of a sudden you go over to eBay, and here's the impulse buyers flocking in, making these crazy uh, buy it now purchases. We're not crazy, but just paying what probably are his peak prices. Like if you had a PC of of Zamir White and you really didn't want to get rid of it, uh, yes, Amir Abdullah, that was his name. If you had a PC of Amir Abdullah, he's <laughs> a man filthy. And you didn't want to get rid of it, you're going to set your buy it now is probably at least 20 to 30 percent higher than right. what everybody else has got them. Like, hey, I've got a price, but you're really going to have to pay to pry it out of my hands. And those that's what the impulse buyers will buy it at um, on on a night like that because of the the how the the, the supply will deplete so quick. Yeah, I just looked. Some of the Justin Ross College Uni stuff is in like the forties. I just looked at the, the the and that was an eBay uh, auction. So yeah, he's definitely one of those training camp guys. And remember, uh, he was a big time college player. Uh, he beat Alabama uh, with a ridiculous game in the national championship in twenty eighteen. So uh, he, he's got a name. Um, something else to keep in mind, Andy, about the Justin Rosses of the world. Always, it's going to sound crazy. Uh, this was going to be my tip of the week, but actually with a different player. But um, Justin Ross spells his name differently. It is J-U-S-T-Y-N. Now, let me ask you this, Andy. Have you ever met a Justin who spells it with a Y instead of an I? No, I, I, I can't say that I have. So, but he's, you know, half my age. So I'm just like a new, new age kind of thing. Right. So there's not many people, young or old, that have the name Justin Ross with a Y. So there's going to be some people that, you know, list it Justin uh, Ross with an I. More often than not, people do uh, spell it uh, correctly. But just just keep that in mind. I would, if you really wanted to get some of his stuff or just anybody's stuff, I would put the correct and incorrect spelling in the search bar. And if you're listing a Justin Ross card, I would put the incorrect spelling of Justin Ross in the description, not the title. I'd put the actual, his correct name, but put it in the description. And that way, if the eBay algorithm is looking your way for Justin Ross with an I, it'll pick yours up. I don't know how much that changes things, but I normally do that when people have a weird uh, spelled name. Ryan, good to see you. Ryan's bringing a lot of energy in the chat. Drake London also had a sweet catch yesterday. I don't know, uh, Andy, if you also saw 
uh, Kyle Pitts getting wide open and just getting absolutely missed uh, by Desmond Ritter. So uh, your, your thoughts uh, on a few other training camp players. I'm just opening the floor to you, man. Yeah, cool. Um, so I was looking, I think one of the big standouts is Dalton Kincaid for the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Uh, he's dominating. He looks like he's going to have quite a big receiving role. He's been really good against man coverage in camp. Um, he's looked impressive and apparently doesn't drop any balls. Um, yeah, Desmond Ritter, I have not seen too many like great looking plays from him. Sam Howell, though, threw an c- incredible throw to Terry McLaurin, made a diving catch. You know, those, those things are, are going to continue to come out. Terry McLaurin's that good. Um, DJ Moore um, and uh, Justin Fields are, are having some good um, good news about them. Aaron Rodgers is dominating camp in New York. They get a ton of media coverage. Uh, hasn't been a whole lot of coverage on San Francisco uh, or Seattle that I can really think of, Carter. I will say this, okay? I was this close to getting Sam Howell in a deal. Uh, Andy watched it unfold. I would have loved to have gotten at least some card exposure to him because I do think he's he's a very solid prospect. Uh, Terry McLaurin just did an interview with the the Pivot, and he was talking about uh, how much he likes Sam Howell. So uh, I think Andy and I are very interested in what he could potentially do for the commanders this season. So obviously with the training camp stuff, you know, with these newer guys, especially the ones that haven't played a whole lot, list them, list them, because all it takes is one big performance. And I know it's tough to list cards before the season actually begins, but this hype cycle, it's about to get very, very scorching hot, hotter than it was in the actual national, because it was very hot. And there were a lot of people that did not put deodorant on. And I am, you know, uh, I felt the pain dealing with some of that. Now, next thing, Andy, I, I want to get into is product releases. Has there been anything as far as product you've seen broken lately or, or any new product out that is something that would interest you, especially after you bricked out on a 2022 Optic Hobby Box? Man, we we bricked out on so much stuff that we ripped <laughs> over the weekend. It not we didn't we didn't pull anything except for that mythical Jahan Dotson uh, right. laser, but it had print lines all over it. Uh, so I was I was happy to trade that away to Liam as well. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, if for me right now, Carter, it's still all about the um, the 2023 rookie premier uh, hollows. And um, there's not many like they only printed those for the players that were at that event, which is only a handful of players. So you do have to just stay tuned for obviously you have Chronicles draft picks, which is really popular right now. The Bowman first um, auto stuff is still doing pretty well. Um, But then you also have like the um, the collegiate the um, the draft pick products coming up. So uh 2023 immaculate collegiate coming out august 16th and 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 probably these dates are subject to change but as of right now 2023 luminance which did the little gold year one last year they've got some pretty nice autos in that set with different color inks that i think people like i think that year one 
little emblem on there is is pretty cool. They also put the uh, RC shield. And then at the very uh, end of August, August 30th, so basically right before the season starts, like a week before that, is Donruss Elite. And I think that set's going to be very popular because you get pro logos on there, even if it's college uniform. And then you also get pen pals and turn of the century. And there's probably going to be a couple other inserts this year that all are going to have pro uniform and uh, autograph stuff. Uh, so it should be for the en- entire draft class. Remember what I said? I believe it was last week or two weeks ago. The rookie quarterback, when it comes to premier and all this stuff, I I, I think Stetson Bennett can play. I, I really do think so. I know he's older. I know he's on the shorter end, but he has made some plays in the Rams camp that has interested quite a few people and has raised a few eyebrows there. But, Andy, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think Matthew Stafford will come back and and play fine. I do. But he is also very injury prone. I'm just going to reiterate this name right here. Okay, because we might not go too long because obviously you're very sick and we had to start a little bit later. So you have to move all your stuff in the quarantine and all that. Um, This will be my play of the week. So I'm going to go ahead and give it now because we love our viewers. All right. Um, Clayton Toon with Arizona. I love me some Clayton Toon. I know I mentioned him two weeks ago. The guy can play. Now, is he going to be good? Uh, as in like a top 10 NFL starter? No, I don't think that is going to be the case. But get him while you can now. Because we live in a world, Andy, where it is not impossible to think that Clayton Toon starts week one. Okay? Who in their right mind is gung-ho about running out Colt McCoy? Okay, I don't know if you would be, Andy, if you were the new coach of the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not. I'm not. No, and apparently, man, the, the players are eating what Jonathan Gannon is, is serving. They're, uh, he's, he's apparently uh, – it's like a, a culture shock for Arizona Cardinals players. Now, is that going to translate into better performance? I don't know, but, yeah, I, I know that – I'm guessing Colt McCoy is probably their starter, but I'm I'm with you. I think you know. I think they're all. It's a there's potential for all of them. You know. I even like to Clay, thinking about Clayton Tune reminds me of Davis Mills, and he even was shown making some nice passes right. uh, earlier today in camp. I, I heard C.J. Stroud threw two interceptions yesterday. I still think that he'll end up starting, but. That it's just right now you're going to see Davis Mills in preseason. You're going to see, you know, more of him. And it's more like, you know, fighting to keep his roster spot and this and that kind of stuff. So I think it, it leads to opportunity to sell him if you've got him uh, or potentially quick flip if you can buy lo- super low compared to the rest of the draft class. Yeah, I, I man. I just truly, truly believe Toon can can give you a, a spike week or two where everybody's like, oh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Carson Palmer and the way that he plays. Um, and you'll think that when if he actually gets a chance to play with Arizona, way watered down version of Carson Palmer, who I think is very underrated. But 
still. Um, big shout out to Jason. He's always holding it down for us in Facebook. We say hi to Joshua. Um, let's go to James right here. A little delayed, but thoughts on the 2023 Bowman University Chrome National Promo Cards with National Printer on the front of the Bowman U Cards adds value. We actually had a viewer um, purchase a pretty big one um, through me, actually, um, a Michael Penix, uh, but he's not in here. So we'll, we'll talk about that at a later date. Um, Andy, I love Bowman U, as you know. Um, talked uh, a little bit about Bowman U with the. Uh, uh, some of the people at Fanatics, which owns Tops, and how much you know we've enjoyed that product. But yeah, man, I I I like anything College Uni. I, I just do, especially with the licenses. So your thoughts, Andy, on on the Bowman U Chrome with the or or just let's just make this even more general. Your thoughts on national exclusive cards? Yeah, I, I think that they're more popular right around the national. I, I kind of wonder about their long-term efficacy if, if they've got that national promo on them. It seem it seems like it would it, it, it would they would be they would do better around the national. I agree. But I'm not sure. You know, like how how rare are they? Like if they put the national promo on there with a, a serial number, that would be really cool. Yeah. So that's the card that. Um, one of our viewers purchased. It was a true one of one gold vinyls, hard printed on there, one of one. Um, so yeah, I I I like stuff like that. I do. I, I it doesn't bother me so much if a card has a national this or NFL honors that. Now I'll tell you this, so James, it does some collectors because they'll look at it as like just a watered down version of that card. So. Um, just, just to let you know now, uh, let's go to Eli, uh, Eli, just for future notice, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to the question. You don't have to ask uh, a few times in the chat. It does kind of clog up the chat, but I will answer it right here. My thoughts on Tua and Jamo, uh, Jamison Williams, Andy, I, I, I'll actually let you go first here on Tua and Jamo because you actually made a play on some Tua this weekend. Yeah, yeah, I did make a play on Tua. I mean, hey, he's incredibly undervalued for the upside that he presents. I mean, when he was healthy last year, he was a firmly a QB1. Like, he was a very desirable asset. So um, it's it's all about that. Like, you know, that's the play on, on him. You know, he's got to stay healthy, and I think he'll do great. Um, and uh, I think you can kind of see that already through training camp as he's making play after play with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Uh, and now they add Devin A chain, and the Mike McDaniel system is incredible. So you definitely want pieces of that that offense. Jamison Williams, I mean, he's he's almost seems like he would be a good play like week one, week two of the season. Um, I'm not even is he even allowed to practice with the team right now? No, yeah, right? He, no, he can now. But when oh, the he can starts, now. Yeah, he can preseason. But when the season starts, I don't think he can practice. And I don't think they would want him to practice, obviously, you know, with with actual games that week. Yeah, yeah, that make that makes sense. So I, I think that would be the best time to maybe snipe him when the, all the focus is on everybody else breaking out week one or week two. Obviously, he's an incredibly talented player. If he could just overcome a little knucklehead factor he's got going on, 
you know, then I think he'll do great down the stretch. Maybe the Lions are a playoff team this year, and you got him now at the end of the season, the playoffs, man, that would be fantastic. Yeah, and, you know, he had a little skirmish at uh, practice, I believe, recently. But, yeah, he is extremely talented. And I was once again, I I made a play on him this weekend. So very bullish on him. Got one of his uh, rare PSA 10 cards. So um, we'll see. But obviously, if, you know, there's always something with him, um, it does make you wonder just a little bit. Um now, you know, as far as uh, this ne- this next portion, so we've touched on pretty much all the modern guys. I want to ask you, Andy, about the non-current players and your thoughts on Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning product at the National, Randy Moss. We, we saw our buddy uh, Roy Weber. Uh, may uh, buy a $30,000 Barry Sanders card. Uh, he made that purchase, and we on- honestly ran right into him pretty much right after that. So, you know, your thoughts on how people feel about that era of cards? Oh, they love that era. They love that era. I mean, any any great player. I, I, um, I ran into a kid at one of the value bins. This kid couldn't have been older than ninth grade, and he was talking about a Randy Moss that he picked up earlier that day. So um, and then a lot of the dealers, of course, I mean, if it's ultra rare of any of those players, they love it. They want it. It's very it's very desirable. So I think it will always continue to be. And I think like uh, the beginning of the season, again, is a great time to snipe those Hall of Famers uh, because of all the focus on the active guys breaking out. If you get something really rare of just even a very good player, and it has to be something very rare and very desirable, somebody is going to eventually want it. It's just that simple, right? So gold number to 10, prism or tops of any middle of the road player, you are sitting on something if you can get that at a good price anything under 50 would be obviously a, a major steal if you could do such a thing andy i was honestly kind of impressed that there were people out there that were collecting mostly that stuff um you saw it i, I had a back and forth it was pretty intense with uh, a really diehard brett Favre uh collector and he had a patch that i really wanted and uh, we we couldn't come to a conclusion, right? He really wanted to keep the card. I totally get it. It was a serial number four match, and it was a triple patch of Brett Favre, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning. And uh, it, was, it was a you saw them; they were beautiful, beautiful patches. Um, th- there were a lot of people that collect that stuff, but understand this. When you are dealing with those people and it's clear that they have a collection of those items, they do not want to let those items go because they're a collector. They're, they're diehard. They're fans because those guys aren't playing anymore. So if you do collect that era, Andy, it, fe- it feels like more people would be willing to deal, you know, Burrow and Herbert and uh, even a, someone like Jameson Williams because there is so much stuff of those guys out there. But of that era, as you saw, Andy, uh, with some of my you know interactions, there are some people that were just not budging at all. Plus, yeah, 
they were all show cards right so you know it's uh they they understand really well the potential ramifications of selling that card they may never see it again yeah you know it's <laughs> so it's like they just in in a lot i ran into a lot of people like that i was just curious so i'd ask them what they wanted for certain things and there were a couple people i was like clearly and then i remember it was like a a, a purple scope dak prescott psa 10 i asked him how much he wanted it was like pretty crazy it was really high price and i said oh are you a cowboys fan yeah yeah i'm a cowboys fan so it's like they had their their collections on display and if you wanted to pay uh arm and a leg if you wanted to pay the price you could pry it out of their hands uh and and the, there were some deals we did find some tables that had deals but that was not the norm yeah so uh we'll get into a few more personal things obviously we wanted to make everybody feel like they were a part of it with all the content andy did um i wish i would have shot more videos and photos while i was there but um, one thing I did was I brought too much stuff. I really did. The first day it was brutal because I was trying to move some stuff to get some cash to get into something bigger. Plus, obviously I had a bunch of rare stuff that I felt it would have been better to sell in person. That first day, I just blanked. I had no sales. I made a trade at the very last part of you know trade night that first day, and that was it. I bought like some card stands, but then the second day, I didn't bring as much stuff, so I was in a better mood because I wasn't lugging as much stuff around, and I I, I was very successful. I moved a lot of the stuff. Um, Andy, you, I mean, you, you you didn't witness it, but uh, you you were basically on the phone with me. I was on the phone with Derek. Uh, a card I bought for ten dollars sold it for four hundred dollars. Uh, probably the I don't think I'll ever have anything like that ever again. And it was my favorite card. In my collection, my Marcus Colston gold number to 10 prism first year 2012. I did not want to let it go. But, you know, when 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 you get that opportunity and there's there's cash in your face for this card, uh, the guy really wanted it. And he actually ended up buying quite a bit of my stuff. He bought my Drew Brees one of one. And guess what? A lot of people said no. And I just always remembered something I said it's harder to sell than it is to buy. And as much I didn't want, those guys were two of my favorite players of all time. I've talked about them a lot on this channel. Uh, you know, I have bills to pay, right? I'm upgrading DJ equipment. I'm still paying for, you know, wedding stuff. And I sold some other stuff on top of that, paying partially for, you know, the trip and getting to meet you and all that stuff. Um, you know, you it, 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 was, it was a very interesting experience. But for me, Andy, my biggest difference was, uh, not bringing as much stuff that I knew wasn't going to be as liquid. I learned my lessons, what people wanted, what actually are eBay cards and eBay cards or stuff like leaf where there are some fans of it out there, but a majority of people in person don't want it. Um, and then the next thing I learned, and I want to shout out Paul Hickey sports card investor is you, you're always better off more often than not of knowing somebody with the booth or just having a booth because you could put, you know, your stuff. Oh, there he is. Look at him. Look at him. Paul Hickey was definitely, um, out of everybody I met this weekend at the national Paul Hickey, God elite 
elite, not only from a sports card mind, but just how nice he was uh, to me. Uh, him allowing us to put our backpack and stuff like that down in there for just a little bit and chatting about content, all that stuff. That was top five experiences meeting Paul, uh, one of the best content creators out there. But um, but yeah, you know, as far as moving stuff, Andy, how, how did things uh, go for you and and your experience just moving around? Um, not gr not great. I didn't uh, sell anything. <laughs> I really? I bought I some stuff. <clears throat> I guess I didn't bring any show cards, man. Um, I I talked, I think I was telling Filthy or maybe you too, that if I would have brought my Rob Gronkowski downtown, I probably would have sold that really quickly. Um, but otherwise, like I didn't really bring anything rare enough from a quarterback elite enough um, kind of kind of type of situation to where it, you know, someone really wanted to buy something. I brought some decent cards, but um, uh, yeah, it was. I, I, I didn't, I didn't move anything, so I really didn't need to bring any cards. Like I, you know, I should have just not even need to do that. Yeah, uh, we see late stick. God, I love late stick as well. Man, his. I, I will say this, and I said this, Andy. Please correct me if I'm wrong on this, but did I not tell you after all of it was said and done? I truly do believe late stick loves football cards more than anybody I've ever met. I'm serious. Did I not, did I not tell you this? Yeah, man. And, and you did tell me this and I, he's I, natural, man. He's got an eye for this stuff. Like you, dude, you would never seen dude, his foot. Like his football card knowledge is just so freaking vast. Like I didn't know that. Like I mean, I've talked to him a few times in the discord. Now he being a cool guy, but man, uh, I really appreciate uh, my experiences with you as well, man. Um, but yeah, you know, that's part of it. Like, you know, for me, the reason why I had success selling stuff was it, it was only because, Andy, I was willing to let go of my super rare stuff that I know there would be a collector out there that would really, really want it. Right. And, um, you know, obviously a $10 card, when I sell a $10 card for $400, that's absolutely crazy in my mind. Uh, but the Drew Brees card I sold for double what I paid for it as well. Um, that, that's why, you know, rarity, it is so important. It is especially at that show because, Andy, what did we say after the first day? We were overwhelmed. We were hot. We were tired. We kind of hated cards for a little bit because it when you see that many cards – it makes you go, God, there's just so much stuff out there. Yeah, it was it was so overstimulating and overwhelming the the first day. You really didn't know how to process it all. You just had like you just close your eyes and you had a million different cards floating in your head, you know. Um, so at that point, yeah, you have to we had to kind of desensitize de, de like defog our brains and we were way way more focused, I felt, on the second day. That yeah. we went because of that. Yeah, first day was brutal for all of us, right? But second day was way better. And I think a lot of it was because kind of had an idea of where everything was. Um, also, the, the you have to understand that there's a thousand different things going at once, right? Um, if I go again, I'm going to be a lot more focused on not selling cards or really not looking at cards, but more so – making more connections, right? Um, 
that I obviously the biggest thing for me, I, I did get to have a pretty nice uh, conversation with uh, Michael Rubin for about five minutes. Um, we obviously I, I've known him. I've been to fanatics uh, events. I've known of him, excuse me, for a while. And uh, I really enjoyed my conversation. I know we all have different opinions about what fanatics may or may not do to the hobby. We'll see what happens. Um but um, but yeah, I spoke to a few fanatics reps uh, while I was there, and that was cool. It was cool to even be in that guy's orbit. I wish I had even a fraction, uh, or a half of a fraction, uh, a quarter of a fraction of money uh, of what that guy had. But it wasn't just like a big wig like him. It was um, Adam Palmer, Heroes for Sale, all these other people. So, Andy, those connections, getting to meet you for the first time, all those things are are very, very, very important. Yeah, man. No, it is. It was great getting to meet you uh, and Late Stick and Filthy and um, uh, Paul um, and a bunch of other people, too. I'm not even mentioning it. it was, that was awesome, man. It was really get, cool getting to network with everybody in person. And uh, yeah, there was there was a ton of that. I think that's almost seems like, a prob, you know, next to making a couple deals. I mean, that's the most important thing about the National. Right. Now, are we going to go back next year? Uh, you might go, Andy. I, I don't know. I'm, I might I might go for a, a day, maybe just to do some networking. But I think I think I, I might not go back until I actually set up a booth. I told you this, Carter. There's no um, there's no fantasy football booth. I think it would be awesome to set up a fantasy football booth at the National where we've got like uh best ball draft streaming on a on a big TV. We've got a whole display yeah, yeah, yeah. of football cards and it we could do some really fun stuff with that. Uh so that that's the that's the overall goal, but no, going to this really inspired me to want to go to more local shows and more low key yeah. shows where they're a lot more laid back, a little bit more intimate environment where you can uh network easier with the dealers and also uh, maybe find some better deals. Maybe they're not so. Maybe you find some people that need to liquidate a little bit more and and are willing to accept <laughs> some some better offers. So Joshua asked about the value bins. Um, I did not look at a single one of them. I'm, I'm serious. Like I would like like if I was waiting uh, to talk to somebody, I would go through and scrape. But I do think dollar bins at the national uh you could find some absolute steals but if i had an extra day i would just spend that extra day digging through dollar bins at the national because the thing is when you know all we haven't even talked about the autograph signings and all that stuff if you know that this could be your only time in your life that you can meet emmett smith or meet kareem abdul jabbar and you really love those guys. You would much rather pay the money to spend the to, to spend the time in the long line it took to actually meet those guys than going through a dollar bin. I I would say Andy, dollar bin searching at the national, do it. Like you're going to find some good deals. You know, there's going to be a lot of people just putting all their stuff out there. But I do think doing it at a not so big show would probably be something that I would be more interested in. Yeah, man, because I went up to so many value bins when I did find football, 
And if there weren't people in front of it, there were people next to them. And I would say, hey, did you guys look through this already? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, and then, and then there were some spots where guys, you know, I'd say if you want to do that, br- pack one of those little chairs that fold up that you put on your shoulder. There were guys that had those that posted up were sit- like older guys. I mean, these guys were grinding. And so I talked to them. I did a little interview with them. I got on video. It'll be coming out later this week. Um, and they they to, they've been there. They told me all about how long they've been there. They showed me what they found and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, you guys are grinders. I mean, it's just like it it's it's tough. And then you you got to find those boxes that haven't been picked through, or at least haven't been picked through by someone that's like minded like yourself. That you know that would that would pick the cards out that you'd want. There you go. Now. Um, hobby tip of the week. Um, I've already shared mine a little bit earlier when you're doing an eBay listing, or if you are looking for cards, put common misspellings of the name in, in the search. Uh, but yeah, there's so many different tips that we've given about national local card shows, uh, bring cash dealers love dealing with cash, but Andy, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you, your hobby tip of the week. Yeah, I'll, I'll um uh actually comc.com now has a an app, an iPhone and Android app that you can get on your phone. Uh so that's that's a big time game uh game changer for them. They've been working on that for years. So definitely check that out, guys. And I know a lot of you are already on there um because they do such a good job with the scans and now they have the elite processing of their cards. They also have that software integration with eBay. So it's just an, another alternate way to flip cards that you definitely should take advantage of and uh, check it out there. Check out their app. I know we all love a good app. Yeah. Um, before we get into uh, play of the week, I've, all, I've also already given mine out clean tune, but um, I, I just everyone that we met, you know, Paul Hickey is obviously a pretty big content creator. Man, I love Mojo. I talk to him at every show I go to. I always bump into him. Uh, but Mojo and Ben Carlos, those guys were really cool. You and I got to talk to Ben Carlos for a long time. He's awesome. Best video editor I've ever seen in, in sports cards and stuff like that. But Mojo, that dude is just as real as it gets. Um, something else that's really cool about the national is there's international people um, that that fly in. So... You never know if you're going to meet somebody that could, you know, change your life. Joshua, thank you so much for for the super chat, man. One of my biggest supporters on uh, PHL. Get well, Andy, and thanks, Carter, as always. No, we thank you, Joshua. Uh, Joshua, if you have any questions, we'll go straight to it. Um, I actually met an English guy who's an autograph broker for Andy. My favorite players on Liverpool. He is their autograph rep. And I didn't know this. He was he was walking around with Mojo, and Mojo introduced me to him, and I was just talking to him. And um, and that's uh, like I don't know a whole lot about you know how European autographs and all that stuff, but if I needed something you know signed, that would be somebody that I would you know reach out to. And he knows like Trina Alexander Arnold and all these guys that that play for my club. But yeah, you know, I, you're you're not going to meet that type of person at just a, a local show, but. They're going to fly across the pond uh, for a big show like that because obviously, you know, they can get deals done and meet people uh, that they need to meet. 
Yeah, that that that's super powerful. Uh, whenever you can meet people like that uh, at one one event. So, yeah, Andy, uh, it is time for your play of the week. If you have one, gotta know you're under the weather. Yeah, man, uh, really, really hadn't, hadn't thought about a play of the week, but um, I noticed that, yeah, J- Jonathan Taylor's an interesting one. Obviously, there's some uh, controversy going on between him and the management, I guess, with Jim Irsay. Or, right. Uh, he's he's their, their owner, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so... No, if if this is causing a significant dip in his market, I haven't done enough research, but he would definitely be a play for me. I'm basically looking at guys that have no to little news or maybe some bad news um, and and see if that opens up like is there auctions ending later this week that are currently that started at 99 cent that are currently going to go way undervalued because of his current situation kind of thing and knowing that he's gonna play all along it's just uh you know they've got to work out their issues mm. Mm, mm, mm. if there was only somebody named jonathan taylor cards who watched this channel huh 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 feel so bad for my guy shant that is my homie um but shout out to him Andy, i could tell you're 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 wearing down my man you're 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 tired. You you obviously can't handle the national, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle can't handle the national. But th- see, maybe I'll build up uh, an immunity to right. this thing, and uh, uh, next time I'll be I'll be good to go. I'm, isn't there like a Dallas card show that'll be before before the national? So uh, I don't know because I just know for certain that I'm going to get hit by whatever you have like in the next couple of days and. <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Huh? 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 Uh, yeah, I hope not, man. But yeah, I think the I think the Tylenol is starting to wear off. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Uh we'll we'll run through uh two more of these. Good to see you, Ziggy. I'm sorry I didn't get to meet you in person at the thing. Yeah, late sick. We did have um a fun time, to say the least, uh the very first night we were there. But let's go to Joshua's super chat question here before we get out of here. How can you move base cards that are in mint condition? Well, you could get them graded and prove they're in mint condition. Get them a PSA 10. That'll make them a lot easier to move. Uh, PSA 10 uh, grades and slabs are very desirable, very liquid. Even, you know, people will buy very obscure base cards and PSA 10 slabs. But, you know, it's, it's it's a grind, man, on those kind of cards. I, I mean, if you've got a bunch of them, I mean, Carter, I still think it's not a bad idea to do like a bulk sale. Maybe you could, maybe you could put together an entire uh, base card set of like uh, all the players on a team or um, maybe an entire base set for, for a whole set and list that like on eBay or maybe just do a listing on like Facebook Marketplace or uh, something like that. See if somebody wants to buy a col- base collection with the allure of maybe something in there that they want to go through. 
Yeah, I'd go to Late Stick. Your thoughts on on that really quickly, Late Stick, because he actually does submit a lot of cards, a lot. Um, that's why I tell you, you the, the guy loves football cards as much as anybody. Um, it just depends, obviously, what you're willing to pay in a bulk sub to PSA. Obviously, it's going to be anywhere from fifteen to nineteen a card if you're doing a bulk. That is, it could be more, obviously, and. You would need those things to pop tens for really basic stuff because if not, people aren't really going to want them. Um, Andy, there, there were, I, I was going to save this uh, for you know uh, the very end here. You did say this to me one time during the national that there were a few instances of you saying, "Hey, I just want to consolidate a lot of what I have to just get something." Bigger? Do you still feel that way now that it's uh, you know been a few days? Yeah, I do. I do. I've got to uh, resist the urge. Um, I, I think yeah, I do want to consolidate a lot of what I have into bigger cards, and I I think I want to start resisting the urge to get um, like uh, a little bit of exposure on a player to buy one of and, and buying one of their base cards versus if I'm going to get exposure to a player then I want to like save up or, or like build up and get like a serious card exposure to a player, get a show card of that player. Yeah. And honestly, you just, I, I just think you need to be fluid, right. With your collection and really ask yourself, are there really any cards I will just not move for anything? Because the truth is, Unless you have a Steph Curry logo, man, or whatever the heck Alt had there, there's always going to be something bigger. There's always going to be something else that, you know, twinkles your your eye, if you will. Um, and ask yourself, can I consolidate some of the stuff to move in uh, to some of that stuff? Because if you do, there's nothing better than, you know, making good moves to get you into um, a, a better card. Um, so, so, for instance... I had a Joe Perot RPA from Leaf that I traded for three skill position guys, uh, Drake London, Jamison Williams, and um, Chris Olave. Really nice versions of the card. The guy got a nice Joe Burrow, you know, patch RPA. And, he, and based on values, he probably had a little bit of a better, um, better end of the deal, Andy, than I did, right? But – it, it got me moving. It got some of the cards that I've had in my collection for quite some time moving. And I then had some stuff that I really didn't have a whole lot of, which is like PSA tens of, you know, guys that are currently playing. And then obviously we shared, you know, that thing earlier with Liam and I was able to pick up a better leaf card of Joe Burrow. in This right here, this Joe Burrow exotic card. I love the design on it. The auto on it's uh, pretty decent and then it was serial number nine out of nine you obviously can't see that and this leaf card was way better than uh the the, the card that i had and i was able to still keep one of the cards that i traded just because you know things just started you know getting moving so for me andy one thing was just never being attached to not one of your top 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 cards and then even then telling myself hey if i move this for profit now I could consolidate, make more money, and I can get a nicer patch, one that may have a grass stain or an autograph on it. There you go. Yeah, you 
you hit the nail on the head there. Things got to be fluid. Like you can't you can't turn down more base cards, especially in PSA ten condition for the right price. Um, Silver Prism, Optic Hollows, all those kind of cards are still very liquid, very fluid, and for the right price, they're good plays. But for guys that you have a high level of confidence in, it it you definitely want to consolidate and get a serious card exposure to them. Ziggy says you patiently move them over the year. I have a bunch of PSA nine into Impala base. Only need twenty five dollars per card to profit, and even at a loss, say, oh, so you only need to, oh, but that would be because it would be what like fifteen to nineteen to even grade it. So yeah, I, I guess uh, yeah, okay, I I can I can see it, but I do agree with you, Ziggy. One thing I learned is just move more of your stuff. You never know. Like you, you can even if you're moving into like I'm not a Jameson Williams fan. He went to Alabama, and Joe Burrow's my favorite athlete of all time. You never know when something else is going to pop up. And I was obviously dealing with the younger collector, and you know these kinds of shiny newer current players are things that uh, that 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 interest um, a lot of sellers and buyers. So uh, it, it it worked out in the end. So. There you go. Uh, Andy, anything else you uh, you, you want to share before we skedaddle? Get get them uh get them cards listed, guys. <laughs> get get busy listing, man. Do you buy it do buy it nows? I'll do buy it nows. Um and unless you have like some of those 2023 rookie premier hollows, you want to flip them. I think auctions are fantastic for those. Those are a prime example of of how auctions are advantageous. I, I've been radicalized into 99 cent and a lot of my stuff just to get it moved during this this hype cycle. And I'm going to be doing I, I'm just to be honest, I'm going to be doing a lot of it just so I can have more money to move into uh, some of these Brady patches that I want. I don't have any Brady stuff. I don't I, obviously I want to get into a bigger Drew Brees patch first. Um, but, yeah, man, always be selling. OK, CH, we really appreciate you and we appreciate each and every one of you now. Join the Patreon link is down below, and Andy obviously under the weather. Um, just keep up to date, uh, Andy. I, I don't know what your live schedule is going to look like uh, this week, but I hope you feel better, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. Yesterday was terrible. I couldn't do anything, uh, so I'm just starting to get back going today. But I'm stuck in the room. I got a quarantine in here for uh, I think at least five days or until I test negative. So. And maybe two negative results and whatever. So, anyways, I got all my stuff in here. I am working on content, and hopefully, as I feel better throughout the week, and I'm holed up in here. You guys are just gonna have to get used to my bed frame as my background for the rest <laughs> of the week. <laughs> this might be your permanent setup. <laughs> this might be. This Dude, might the be audio sound. This, the audio sounds absolutely amazing. Like your voice sounds better. Than uh, James Earl Jones uh, right now. You, you, it, it, it sounds golden. But, um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Okay, peace, peace, peace.